1: Won't Back Down with
0: Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, and Sam Potosa. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, January 14th. You are listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, I am Sam Potosa. and the Georgia Bulldogs are national champions. I want to congratulate everyone in Athens, not for anything that happened on the fields, but for the fact that that you got the won't-back-down kiss of death given to the Alabama Crimson Tide. All You're three welcome. of us biasly picked You're welcome. Georgia. No, we picked Alabama. And Alabama, of course, lost because that's how things go. Mm-hmm. We were biased. It didn't seem like we were all confident in our Alabama pick. But, man, it, it started out slow, but I want to talk about this game for a second because the game started out slow, but it really ended up being a hell of a game.
2: Well, we were a little biased, but... And I'm going to sound biased right here, but, you know, if you have, you know, an eye for the game of football, you probably agree with me. I still think if Jamison Williams doesn't go down in the first quarter, Alabama wins that game. I don't know. That's really hard to say. I think they need a Mechie, too, because there were a lot of throws in that
0: game where you could see Young was trying to lead his receivers in because he's so used to having guys like John Mechie on the boundary, Jamison Williams on the boundary, even coming into the slot. But it's just these freshman receivers who usually have stepped up in heroic ways for Alabama, but at the end of the day, they're young players. They're 18 years old, and a lot of them don't have the technique yet to get open for those balls where Bryce Young's trying to lead them in. I want to cue in on one play in particular. I don't remember what the exact score was at the time, but Mm -hmm. I remember they were on the 10-yard line, and it was third and 10, and third and goal, and Bryce Young had a Jai Hall. Cutting to the right side of the end zone. And he tried leaning him in and he overthrew him. I think if John Metchie or Jameson Williams is in the game, they catch that ball.
2: Right, exactly. And, you know, uh, I mean, a big part of the reason that uh, they beat Georgia 41 24, you know, Jameson Williams had something, you know, ridiculous like 15 catches for 200 yards in that SEC title game. And he had four catches for 64 yards. And he looked like he was well on his way to repeating it. I talked about on the podcast that I thought they would have more of an answer for him, you know, would be prepared. They really didn't. Well, and, and so just the impact of him being on the field, I feel like, would have helped out. I don't know. There's no point in, you know, discussing it well, happened. Georgia
0: won. Secondary for Georgia has been their Achilles heel. Exactly. If they had one exactly. all year long. But, man, we talked about it last week, and we talked about it amongst ourselves, like, for the past week and a half. We said the difference in the game was going to be which Alabama offensive line was going to show up, and man, the Georgia defensive line was incredible. All the story night is more long. about the Georgia the D G- line
2: to G- the front than oh, Alabama they were line. They just were Absolutely. so good
0: all night long, man.
1: I mean, both defensive lines had tremendous games. I mean, you watched Dallas yeah. Turner and
0: Will Anderson; they were almost unblockable. Well, exactly, I would say that Anderson was almost unblockable. In like, that, I would oh, agree. 100%, with you. same as
1: Dallas Turner, hundred percent. Yeah. Both of them were just flying off the edge, but. A Big Part of this game which was I did not See as a as an advantage For Georgia that we saw late in that game Was the secondary for Bama Versus the receivers of Georgia George Pickens he had a really good game Especially drawing Pass interference there were two in that fourth Quarter that pretty much cost Bama the game or at least cost that Gave Georgia that drive right. to to take the lead, and those, I mean, Coolie, look, JAMA's got an extraordinarily young secondary, and that was shown throughout the game. Just uh, Coolie McKinstry had they one pass interference, just did not have to do. He held the receiver for no reason, they're the also missing and that Josh was a big Jobe fifteen pounds.
2: I think they were missing Jalen Armour, David. They had, yeah, they, had they were missing Josh Jones as freshmen. well. Yeah, no, they were, they were certainly in well, the man the back one, there. The one, the one pass interference, though, I will say, from number six, I think Kyrie Jackson is his name. That was the right play in that scenario. As a former defensive back, once upon a time, if you're getting beat that blatantly, the correct move, in college at least, where it's a 15-yard, not a spot foul, is to you know bite the bullet and take the 15 rather than give up a touchdown.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with that. But there, there was there specifically there was one where I think there was a clear trip, and it was like he got beat, and that was a good decision to, to go over the passenger French. But there was another where the ball wasn't really in the area, the receiver wasn't really looking. It wasn't gonna. Be, it was not gonna be that a completion. One, yeah, I, I and know then the one Dan Cooley just yeah. kind of hugged things. him for no reason, and Cooley, then it's like yeah. it's an easy fifteen yards. Yeah. So That really just became a big matchup to watch. And look, you got to give credit Stetson Credit in bed. I mean, he was throwing dimes. I, he's still I, he's still he, drunk. Yeah, he it <laughs> was <laughs>
0: one of the more Matt and if I was not a Florida fan, I would have loved every second of yeah, it. Yeah, it's
2: a great story. That was man.
0: one of the most magical moments of college football history. It really and was. The, like to quote Pate, "What a good way to end the Renaissance year." Really
2: is Hata,
1: I don't know. Yes, so that was. I mean, an elite tweet from Jake Lehman mid game. I yeah, uh, don't know, uh, Mitchell. Dude, he's good. He has like, diabetes he, too. Just like he does. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. wow, but he's not Jewish.
2: He's well, not he, Jewish. Well, he might be. I don't think he's Jewish. He's, what? what why? I don't know. What? I don't Maybe, know. Maybe it's Adonis with a silent as, God as a Jew in Hebrew, as a type one diabetic. How if you name your son God and If Hebrew anyone and was going to make the winning play for Georgia, I was happy that it was him. And I actually saw a nugget on a Tennessee message board that made its way to Twitter. Um, a poster said, "You know, I don't know if this is true. Probably is that Jeremy Pruitt didn't offer him because he was diabetic." No so way. I believe well, it. How does yeah. that make you feel? Uh, discrimination. I mean v- this discrimination. now This is, this is discrimination yeah, yeah. This is discrimination
1: We can't stand for that
2: Well we he ended up in, He it. ended up You know In the right place Mark at, Andrews, at the right time
1: That's your That's Right uh, your uh, Fantasy that's, tight end one. Yeah. yeah Literally like, I mean you, you can Beating the odds You can beat the odds the Mult- On multiple odds.
0: ways You can beat the odds Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes uh, Georgia
1: won That's Georgia did win Jordan Davis I, I want to just talk so about that good. For
0: another second I, That confirmed to me that George Pickens is the best receiver in the country. I'm sorry, Jamison Williams. If George Pickens plays this year, he undoubtedly wins the Blanketov. I mean, Jordan Addison won the Blanketov, but I think he undoubtedly wins the Blanketov. I think he undoubtedly is the first receiver taken off the board. I would still have him as the first receiver taken off the board. That's someone I want the Miami Dolphins to look at in the second round, but they're not mm-hmm. smart enough to do that. No. So
2: is he confirmed leaving? He should. I mean I'm He's been injured his whole time. I'm he telling you, he's going to be there. a hell
0: of a pro. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to be unguardable. Unguardable. Not unguardable. Like, obviously, no one's unguardable in the NFL, but eh, some people are. But he's such a matchup problem. He's so big. Yeah, he's so big. (laughs) He's so fast. He has such great hands, such great ball placement. He's so good, man. And he he enjoys the little
2: thing. He enjoys the blocking. Like coaches, look at that kind of stuff. He he was supposed
0: to go to Auburn. George for like a long time. Imagine him and Boner.
1: Oh, that would be weird. But he just—I mean—the issue is just staying healthy. Yeah, your best best, abilities, you're available exactly. And he—he is—he's a specimen. I his freshman year, I thought he was going to be the best receiver in college football for years to come, and a clear wide receiver one in the draft, but. Just couldn't stay healthy, and that's why he's mm-hmm. almost been an afterthought. He's
0: a stud, man. It, it, he but definitely. He, that's, that's why he
1: kind of gives me Devontae Parker feels in the way that he's just extraordinarily athletic.
0: But that just might be a good kinda, comp. That's actually, kind of a good comp. Devonte
2: yeah. at Louisville. I right. mean, Devontae, kind of resembled. Devontae's had one Pickens. game
0: where he's played fifteen se- game, one season. Oh, word of word salad today, but. <laughs> Yeah, One season where he played 15 games, he had 1,200 2019, yards. 2019, yeah, that was the 1,200 yards here. and 12 touchdowns. The tank here with, with yeah. Fitz I mean, and Chad just, O'Shea. Yeah, we had like the 15th ranked passing offense. Damn in the it, man. But Brian Flores, yeah. the, the greatest coach in the, the NFL, oh, next oh, Mike yeah. Tomlin. How could you fire How such an you, incredible yeah, coach? Such an incredible coach who went through three offensive courts. We'll get to that probably later, yeah, later in the will. podcast. I have Go to. Ahead. Maybe we'll start a little segment. The Dolphins. At the little five-minute Dolphins rant. Can you imagine like
2: if you could just combine Brian Flores's Defensive coaching ability, with, with Dan, Dan Mullen. Mullen's offensive coaching ability, and then just taking away both of their well, personalities.
0: Waking up, just Billy Napier's personality. team with, Dan the, with
1: Brian Flores as a DC and Dan Mullen as an OC will and never Billy lose a game. We'll
0: never, yeah. Bill was the head coach. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Waking you up can't Monday morning. You can't hands, lose. The you best can't. coaching staff of all time. Ever, you can, ever. Never you lose. A text from Jake Lehman with Dan Mullen's face cropped onto a Dolphins jersey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that was something. <laughs> I can get behind a Dan Mullen hire with the Dolphins. I that's think he's a great NFL no. coach.
0: No, no, no. OC, OC, OC. That was mostly a joke, but I think he would be a good, be a good OC. I think he would be, yes. I think we're going to hire Daywall or McDaniel. I, I want my
1: Mike McDaniel. We'll talk about it about later. Kellen we'll talk about it later. Like we'll talk about it later. We've got a lot to talk about then. We'll, We've talk, got a, we'll we'll have our five minute dolphin segment, but for now
0: It's a big weekend for the, the Florida. Huge. Yes, well now the dogs Huge. won. Congratulations. Congrats. You'll get your moment. We're a little brother. we're common. Oh,
1: you see the video of the cops showing up to St. Elmo's because they were barking in the Just. they're they're a lot. They're a lot. It also
0: made me realize like I just want Florida to win a national championship, yes. um, and it's not oh, going to happen. It's like virtually impossible unless I come for a fifth year and like Billy really is the truth. But like, I they looked so cool, man. And like, I don't know that many people in Georgia, but like, I know like enough people to where I was seeing it on like Snapchat stories and Instagram stories, and like that looked awesome. It's man. I just saw a video can't. of a
2: guy mm-hmm. crying on Twitter, and his I wife, his wife, out. his wife was saying. You didn't cry when our well, children were born. Imagine I would be I mean Imagine
0: being an Atlanta yeah, slash Georgia no, sports fan no question. up until this, this year. Is, yeah. That like you have had it almost rougher than anyone. And look at this year. The Braves win, the Bulldogs win, or the Hawks next, Kyle Pitts, is, is he gonna he be having Pitts? Yes, yeah. Kyle Pitts gonna have the greatest season in NFL history yeah. next year and the Falcons are gonna win it. Well, who knows? The well, Falcons are gonna win it? If Kyle Pitts is the greatest player of all time, which he is
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean there were a couple things that softened the blow, you know, again. Stetson being Hollywood.
0: Oh,
1: is Billy speaking right now? But, um, yeah, Billy has press conference. Billy right is now. speaking as we speak. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's wow. Just, let's just get him on for the opening.
0: Yeah. Keep an eye on how long that's going because as soon as that's over, I'm, I'm gonna going to give updates on what he's saying throughout the podcast. Although so you, you Billy are Billy Napier
2: drinking fan. game. Oh, Every a time nice he says, shirt. You see shirt? "Right."
0: I feel, like nice shirt. I feel like he's wearing the same blazer the to podcast. Look, oh, look at him, man. Hey, you can't he go wrong with good. black shirts. He looks good. You cannot yeah, he go good. wrong with he's black shirts. He's wearing black shirt. a black dry fit shirt with he the good. F in one corner. On I would good. say on his left tit is the F, and on his right tit is the Jordan logo. Good For those, good. That, good
2: podcasting, Sam. That That is
0: great podcasting. Yeah. Well, that, Just
1: get his opening uh, thoughts. Certainly, you guys have been keeping up with uh, the additions to our staff and certainly
0: the team. big thing here is with the current players – We're completing
1: kind of a 13-day assessment period. We've been through uh, kind of taking each individual player on the team, you know, going through an assessment profile with each person, really getting some baseline numbers in terms of where we're at, what are the issues. All right, well, well, you'll be able to hear that, you know, once this podcast is over, you'll, you'll have... The, that on YouTube to watch mm-hmm. the rest of the press conference. But it's very analytical. Obviously, it's based off their plan, their
0: five-step plan. But it Billy is, is Napier, is, it's right. just, it's,
1: it's, it's, I, he's just so organized. He, just the plan, I love, them. Yeah. I love plans. And we'll I love see if plans. it translates
2: to, exactly, the, to like, the big leagues. We'll the, see. Exactly. Plan, we Billy see.
0: Napier, though, has his biggest weekend in his month-long tenure at the University yes. of Florida coming up. Yeah. This weekend is huge. It is our biggest recruiting weekend of the year. The golf carts we have are the ready. The golf carts are out. We are going to be set up on top of Weimar Hall with binoculars, seeing what's going on. We'll get you with the scoop.
2: Boots on the ground but at Midtown, maybe. Some prospects to, yeah. that are going
0: to be here this weekend. Five-star Texas A&M commit. Harold Perkins, the number five player in the country, according to the 247 Sports Composite. Four-star, five-star safety in the 247 Composite. Jacoby Matthews. Trevor Etienne, who committed to Florida last week, He's is here. coming. Yeah. The, and more. Um, there's so many more players. Who yeah, there's a lot of year. names here. Five-star kicker, who committed to Florida. Trey Smack will be here. I'm sure he's going to be a fan favorite.
2: Osiris will be here, which we cannot let him leave without... we got to get Osiris. It was the... You know, we saw him in the the student portal. Was that right? But was that Photoshop or something? Because, I mean, he... I actually didn't see that. What are you talking about? Someone on Twitter posted, like, a screenshot of Montrell Johnson, who, you know, has committed. He's here. And Osiris Torrance, the, the guard from Louisiana, in the UF student portal. Um... You know, some message board investigative journalism there, but Osiris is still taking other visits So I don't know exactly what the deal is there, but we we do have him here this weekend because he's starting He'd start right away. I think the
0: only way that we will compete for a meaningful bowl game next year is if the offensive line gives whoever's playing quarterback whether it be Anthony whether it be Jack gives him time because I think it might be a little rough next year. I think it might, we might go through a little bit of a rough patch next year because it's going to be a transition. I think a lot of the Mullen holdovers aren't going to live up to the standard we want them to right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's a, as Billy said, it's a talent accusation business. You need to give him time. I will say I think we're going to have a top 10, maybe even top five recruiting class in the country in 2023. So if we yep. have to punt the 2022 season to have a five st- – Top five recruiting class. I mean, look, the blueprints there. Kirby Smart just proved it. If you can get the best talent in the country, you can win a national championship. So I believe in what he's doing, and I think weekends like this coming up are massive.
2: Yeah, huge. And, you know, Harold Perkins recruitment kind of reminds me of uh, the Zach Evans one, right, a couple years ago. So many twists, turns, and— I don't
0: think Perkins has as much baggage as Evans did, though. Evans was, Evans was no. like a lock for Alabama. Evans was a literally, literally like a virtual lock for Alabama. He was about to sign with them. And I'm pretty sure he had like a DUI, or what what did he? I don't want to.
2: Who knows? But my point is like Perkins is a kid who's clearly taking advantage, enjoying the recruiting process. You gotta, you gotta think he got a a pretty hefty, uh, you know, bag from the Aggies. But did you, did you just? He didn't sign any.
1: His just the commitment video. He was like, yeah, he was just like, "Ah, I did not next next few years. Here we go. And he didn't even say a It said, means nothing.
2: No, it, it means it, nothing. He's still it, taking visits. No, it no it they're, just, nothing. they're just it
0: was, dropping a bag It means nothing. probably wired in, like, 300K into his bank account, like, right off the bat.
2: Right. Like, and Probably, I
0: saw, like, the Texas a and collective, like, wired in, like, 300K yeah. right to his bank account. And there was a and quote. He's have to send uh, it back, probably, when he where was
2: it? flips to Florida this weekend. I was reading an article. There was a quote from his uncle about, you know, what a good relationship they have with Napier. So, you got to think maybe... Uh, <laughs>
0: We're getting involved a little bit. I feel, minute, and I feel pretty confident in him. I think we have a legitimate chance to get him and Jacoby Matthews, which would be batshit yeah. crazy. That would be bat, That's three five stars. Yeah, no, it would be unbelievable. Mullen had like one five ball. star his entire tenure.
2: We'll see if uh, you know Kamari gets them to well, actually.
0: Marshall was a five
2: star. Kamari, you know, from all uh, accounts, uh, you know, our sources. Enjoyed uh, Midtown a, a, a good bit on his official visit. So uh, I actually
0: don't. And he lo- is going to DTF. I, th- I think we'll tonight. see if
2: Harold Perkins is there too. I don't know. You how know, much I like that.
0: Because then that was the issue that Trayvon Grimes lived at White Buff. Derek Wingo is Kamar, the to Kamar DTF. Kamara like, different
2: though. Kamara is different.
0: Yeah, I think Kamara is a little I, more locked
2: yeah. yeah, we'll see. He's locked. I mean,
1: he's still he's from IMG. Where there isn't really, a I going don't think out Billy scene.
0: would let them get to
2: that level. I agree. Uh, Absolutely not. I mean, this
0: is a guy who doesn't allow phones in team meetings. Makes them come right. with a notebook and a pencil. Like, right?
2: I think they wanted to him to you yeah, know enjoy season, his time on the visit. I don't think there's anything I really wrong with that.
0: we them out. I really don't. No, not I mean, at
2: all. It was after the Vanderbilt. Felipe game. Franks at Fats the Wednesday before the Georgia game. I don't think we're gonna have any any of that sort the, of thing the the under under Napier. The,
1: the day after the Vanderbilt game, I mean, the entire team. was... No, but
2: that's one thing. No, but my freshman year, um. I don't think I was there, but uh, you know, there was a Snapchat story from one of my friends with Grimes and Felipe. Uh, it was yes. the Wednesday of Georgia Week in in the Midtown bars. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. well, not good. Not oh good. man, did not Felipe get banned from Fats?
1: Did he? I don't, I, like, I don't I, think he would have. They they know that
2: banned. Like they, by they, who? Not banned, but like
0: I'm pretty sure. I don't know the exact by story. The bar. Or by I, like, like, I can yeah. do some big J journalism <laughs> and find out. But I'm pretty sure, like. Felipe did some like fuck shit
2: one time. What, what kind of stuff do you have to be getting into to get banned <laughs> as the starting quarterback at an SEC school? I don't know. I heard he was banned. Ban
0: I remember my first time, my first day at UF. My mm-hmm. parents were driving me up and I was going back with my parents to their hotel and I see Felipe Franks to the right of me on a scooter mm-hmm. a week before the game against Miami, barefoot on a scooter, not wearing a helmet.
2: <laughs> a week before the Miami game. The helmet's one thing, but, <laughs> but <like> barefoot. barefoot <laughs> yeah. You know, what? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Felipe? Oh, man.
0: What an era. <laughs> what an era.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Billy, I do want to, there is, there were some news that I uh, got yesterday that has not been released yet. I don't know when they're going to release it, um, but Eric Henderson is going to be hired as the co-DC. So that's uh, just for you. Won't back down listeners you get the information early, but it, he will be hired soon. And that that man team.
2: is Aaron Donald's Zoom background. Zoom background if that says Aaron anything,
1: Donald, Aaron Donald during Zoom conferences would put Eric Henderson in his background for Zoom, mm-hmm. fighting for him to say is the defensive as the defensive line coach because Aaron Donald may be the greatest defensive lineman in the history of the game. Loves yes, our defensive coordinator. So there you go. Our our co-defense coordinator. Co- co- no, defensive. Tony's
2: still gonna be calling the plays. Correct, so I think correct. the co thing is more of just a title thing. You know, to right, be able to pay him a little more, right, get to right. to to. I think him it's here. a
0: phenomenal right. hire because I know for a fact Eric Hendricks, Hendrickson, right? Is it Hen- Hendrick Hen- Henderson? Henderson Henderson has yeah. sniffed Sean McVay's farts before. So just by that alone, he's a good coach. He's a great coach. <laughs> exactly. That, that is works. all you need that's to succeed. How it in that's how it works. That's how it works. If you,
1: Malafleur is you out are ever within a seven foot radius of the legendary Sean McVay, you and he lets, a are given he lets out a little toot. He lets out a little you can, toot. yeah. Little, little what little poof of football brilliance, and you are an elite coach. And that's how it works. I think McVay is like a silent but deadly guy. Like, a, yeah, I could see. It. Just get a little, no, you see a little whiff, just a little whiff and be like, oh, that's sulfur.
0: That is. That is. That is. It's all that vegan, up, up, L- up. Oh, it's like
2: th- the vegan food out in LA. Yeah, exactly. you go to lunch, yeah. like you
0: go to like a vegan lunch at like Bolle out in Los Angeles. Like, Bolle. he comes back to the facility, lets out a little fart, he gives him a little giggle, and Hendricks like, okay, I'm gonna go win a Super Bowl now. I'm I'm ready to be a head coach. That's all it is. <laughs> that's, 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 all that's all it
2: takes. So yeah, good hire for Billy. Hopefully they get knocked out this weekend by the Cardinals though, because
0: I don't like the Rams very much. I I, I, like I, think, Van. Are, I think they're an unlikable team. I'm rooting for Van. I, I I want Van to succeed. I think Van's good. I think Van's gonna have a great future in the NFL. He he He's is. gonna be like one of those guys who's around gonna he might bounce around for a few teams, but he might have like one year where he just like breaks through and has like thirteen hundred yards.
1: Speaking like, of Van, he really broke out of the scene as an NFL prospect during the senior bowl when he was just killing guys on these. I routes. remember that,
2: yeah. I mean you,
0: everyone was freaking but, out how good he is. And he was good all season, it's just they noticed him. I feel, like they film, noticed him. Exactly. I feel like if you watched film, you would have seen that he was breaking guys' ankles for two I mean, years he was, he was joking, Derek Stingley. Yeah. Derek Stingley. He, I mean, was, Derek Stingley, right? <laughs> he Derek was so Stingley. good at Florida. I mean, I, when I go back yeah. and watch those highlights from those two magical years that he seemed like awesome. the biggest flukes of all time, he was just, oh my God, he was so good. That receiving core is the entire reason why we went to three straight New Year's Six Bowls. Think about the guys in that respect. Yeah, and Van
2: was the only one man recruited himself.
0: plays on Sundays. Freddie Swain plays on Sundays. Tyree Cleveland plays on Sundays. Kyle Pitts plays on Sundays. Canary Tony plays on, Sundays. Plays plays on Sundays. Sundays. Josh Hammond plays, plays on, Sundays. Hammond plays plays on Sundays. Sundays. Six guys who play on Sundays. Trayvon Grimes doesn't play on Sundays. But should be. He's just a bum just who spent his entire college experience <laughs> paying Justin Goldfeder $20. Uh, but, eh, right, he, he probably he didn't have to didn't pay. He didn't He's have pay. to pay. My bad. But... Yeah, <laughs> it's, funny.
1: it's funny when you're just like in line for, for a bar. Like, DTF, I was in line. I Kamari, I think, was going to go to DTF. There was a bunch of them. Kamari. You're more uh, plugged Ka- in with,
2: with the, the, Kamari, the, the downtown scene yes, than me. Yeah,
1: so I, I was in line. They all just kind of go to the front. They were just there a little bit. A few of them went in and went out. They weren't really there for much of a long time. But, yeah. they, it, it, I mean, they don't have any issue.
2: Boots on the ground. Will Evanson. hopefully. So will you be there tonight reporting?
1: No. Um, oh. I'm, I, I will be in Orlando tonight. But okay. uh, my friend who's a That's bartender right. at DTF, dm'd kamari wilson and uh-huh. said i'm a bartender at TTF. would love to have you ride by uh, Friday night." <laughs> and he was like oh shit that's what we need or so that's what i need or well, you're, like you're talking about this weekend yeah oh oh! Yeah, they're,
0: so I, so oh, they're he's, all gonna be there your sorry. friend wow. has the power to single-handedly ruin florida football correct correct i think he yeah. has i think there was more of a chance that he could ruin things than make things better like what if he gives like harold perkins uh, alcohol I, poisoning I'm gonna <laughs> you know, what if that happens like, job,
1: bring friend, him to ben NFR. Panish. Panish, mean he
2: he <laughs> is He's also my friend, but Panish. for these purposes, yeah. we refer to him as Big Will's yes, friend. A friend of the show. Yeah, a friend of the show. My, my friend, too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,
0: man. But yeah, big weekend for Florida, big weekend for the future. Speaking of the future, we're all going to put our SWAMI hats on right here, and we're going to make some oh, swami. fearless predictions yep. for the 2023. 2022, my bad. 2022, 2022 college football season, it's so long away. I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do for the next however many months. But
2: we got so, uh, we got there, so there's, no, there's not there's this so podcast. Much. Trust there's me, so we're yeah.
0: gonna keep delivering you the best content you could ever listen to. Nobody circles
1: but the wagons like the Buffalo Bulls, like you know, like college. Oh yeah, 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 yeah The bowls. that was good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank All right, you. so Jake Lehman was really excited for this segment. So yeah, because you know
2: growing up. The way too early top twenty-five that dropped right after the end of the national championship game was one of the greatest dopamine rushes every and then single year. Team, <laughs> but now, if your now, team was
0: in the top ten, you could lie all offseason.
2: But but now, yes. having a brain for college football, being you know in a way a member of the media, now it's almost like you know we gotta gotta come up with our own stuff because these lists are all terrible. <laughs> yep. Growing yeah. up is realizing that the college football national writers don't know anything more than you do,
0: except for Thamel. Thamel is winning. Well, well Thamel well, will sources. be... He's got them sauces. And no was one... Thamel is the single biggest winner of the coaching carousel this
1: uh, 100%. 100%. Year. I don't know
0: the numbers that ESPN dropped on him, in but the they're same. probably big. They're probably big. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. he is going to be on par with Woj. He's going to be on par with Schefter. Like, he's going to be the... Like, the shift I'm seeing in college football right now mm-hmm. is we're seeing the shift from... Amateurism. if you obviously we don't live stream this, I'm doing air quotes right now. Amateurism is beginning to go away and they're starting to treat how it is as a professional enterprise. And you're going to start seeing that with FAML. They're going to make him the insider. They're going to like, oh, that's going to be cool. I'm excited. That'll be cool. But let's get into some Feel's predictions.
2: Uh, yeah, so we'll do the our, our way too early ranking thing in a couple of weeks after the portal stuff is sorted out. But for now, just, you know, some, some quick hitters. Um, let's see what I got written down. I'll start off. Brennan Armstrong to New York now, the
0: hefty lefty, the
2: hefty lefty, the lefty—he's not that hefty, the lucky leprechaun, but Ginger Manziel, whatever you want to call him, Brennan Armstrong. If you were ever up watching a Virginia game this season, for whatever reason, you were thinking like, "Oh my God, why have I, you know, why did why does the, you know the national media not talk about this guy?" Brennan Armstrong is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, he's really good. And they and have 40, one of the best receiving cores in college football. He's four thousand four 4,500 yards. yards. Is Dontavian Wicks coming back next year? He was their best receiver.
2: I don't know, but he got injured, and then Virginia struggled a little bit down the stretch. But um, yeah, the yeah, BYU-Virginia yeah. Virginia game was probably the single most fun college football game I watched all year.
1: 6-49.
2: Yeah, but he got injured. And so the second half, he wasn't at full strength. But in the first half, they just could not. He, he looked like Madden 4 Michael Vick. That's but incredible. like with with red hair but
1: let's you know let me see they they scored oh my they scored 35, 35 points in the second quarter yeah that's that's when i was in watching the second quarter 40 yard touchdown pass 70 yard touchdown pass 49 49 yard run he ran for 30 yards 12 yard pass all in the second quarter, at 42 points at halftime. That's impressive.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, he gets a, uh offensive-minded head coach and Clemson, O coordinator Tony Elliott, they bring back a lot. They play in the ACC, so it sets up for him to come back for a fifth year. And he's a, a guy from UVA is never going to win the Heisman, but I think he'll make it there.
0: Yeah, he could make it there. I mean, he could have, like, a Kenny Pickett-type season. Right, yeah. But my fearless prediction, and I don't know how fearless this is because I actually think it might happen, I think South Carolina will finish no worse than, then second in the SEC East, and they might even be contending for a New Year's Six Bowl. I love what Shane Beamer is doing in South Carolina. I love his energy. I love the way he recruits on the trail. I love the way he dips into the portal. It's up in the air to know what Spencer Rattler we're getting, the 2020 Spencer Rattler or the 2021 Spencer Rattler. (laughs) But they also got Christian Beale-Smith, the running back, from Wake Forest who had a great year at Wake Forest. I really like the Gamecocks heading into next year. I think we'll probably lose to them.
2: But... Before Big Will, I, I got to butt in and interrupt here. The, 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 the tweet nuggets are starting to come out from the Billy Napier press conference. And he said the goal is to have a 50-man walk-on roster. Guys, that, that, that could be us. Whoa. That Billy, could be us. I think if I put Boy, on pads, I, I would tear my ACL. I, 50 uh, Fifty man. I, I don't think there's 50 people at we this school. should
1: have went to the media. i blew it.
2: Yeah. I, uh, wow. Yeah, that's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Well, got a fearless prediction for us here, man. All right, let me go into
1: it here. So, my, my first fearless isn't that fearless. It's just, it's just. I just think it's such a lock. It's just, okay. it's just such a lock. Um, that I'm just going to put it here. Jameer Gibbs wins the Heisman. <laughs> wins the Heisman. Yeah. wins the Heisman. It's a lock. 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 He's having a Derrick Henry.
0: He's. But I love Jameer Gibbs. I think he's one of the best running backs in the country. But don't sleep on my man, Jace McClellan. He was so good before he tore his ACL. Yeah. He actually was kind of like, he wasn't tearing us apart, but like he was definitely moving the sticks against us. He was getting more reps than Robinson in that game, and then he tore his ACL. Don't sleep on McClellan. I mean, I think Gibbs will have a phenomenal well, okay, year. Well, yeah, the Alabama, only thing but, with,
1: with Gibbs is that he's a running back, and, like, I mean, I think McClellan, will too, will have a great year, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, he's a running back really good? I mean, it doesn't really happen anymore, so.
2: He's going to have a phenomenal... Oh, no, We all is. said it as soon as we saw the news. I like, mean, a wide receiver he, won
1: two years ago. Why can't a running back? That's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. But I'm just going to say it's like it's passing...
2: Jackson passing, Smith... Passing N- N- I think
1: Jackson Smith, the jig ball. So, That's I mean, phenomenal. He, it's, could, he there, could do it, There are it too. so many players that I just i am like, oh, my God. These guys are going to be... Like, who's going to stop these guys? Who's gonna stop? Yeah, no, it was a who's great gonna, year. Okay, who's gonna block Will Anderson? Who's gonna stop right. Bryce Young? Who's gonna stop? Tamir who's Gips? gonna block who's, Dallas Turner? Who's gonna block Dallas Turner? <laughs>
2: yeah, they're the two best edges Smith, in the Jackson country. Smith
0: and I mean, and by, a, by the way, you know who they added to the boundary because we were talking about how we, Richardson. You know, mean, like it's a, who's, who's gonna stop Anthony Richardson? Of course, but of course. you know who Brett Sacks is gonna stop him. <laughs> you know who they added to the boundary too? Because we've been talking about how weak their secondary
2: is. Who? Eli
0: Ricks. They got Eli Ricks. Oh my god.
2: Oh my god. Well, that leads me into my next fearless prediction which is looking at some of the early season non-conference games. Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman's first official games head coach. or I guess you could kind of count the be estimable, but Notre Dame goes on the road to play Ohio State. Texas plays Alabama. Ohio State and Alabama beat Notre Dame and Texas by a combined 50 or more points.
0: I don't know if Notre Dame... Are you saying Ohio State will beat Notre Dame? Or? I'm... St- yeah. Oh, okay, like uh, the, oh, like, yeah, like, the it, combined
2: margin of victory between Ohio State over Notre Dame and Alabama over Texas is at least fifty points.
0: Not nah, Chris is going for two hundred on their head. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would yeah. get that. Bama over Texas.
2: Bama over Texas and Ohio State over Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense looked look yes. lost in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. No, I
2: think with a full off season, you know, Marcus oh, no, Freeman will be able to back, figure yeah, things out. Ohio State. at quarterback, though, I'm not sure who they. You know,
0: I think Bama and Ohio State are just a. Oh, player. I think Bama, might Mercy Rule, Texas. Texas is gonna. Tom it's too. gonna be a rough start for Quinn.
2: And the funny thing is, Texas could have the kind of year next year, in my opinion, where they. Could you know get rolling as the season goes on? Maybe challenge no. for the Big like, Twelve. You
0: know those weird nine and three because like, it'll be a, it be a wide open Big Twelve. But you
2: do not want to be on the other end of Nick Saban's Alabama team in one of those early season non conference games. Whoever you are, you get murdered every time. I, every single season. They. Yeah, I agree.
0: Nah, it's, it'll some be some
2: poor team is a sacrificial lamb. Oof. And Oof. especially with all those returning guys we talked about and. A uh, Nick Saban with the chip on his shoulder, it's going to get... This
0: isn't even a fearless prediction. Ugly, ugly, ugly. But there is no doubt in my mind that Alabama is winning the national championship next year. And beating every <laughs> team by 25 and route to it.
2: They're, every Heisman Saban finalist... is going to
0: coach angry next year.
2: They should have three Heisman finalists next year. They should. They, they won't. There's, there's no reason. But between they, Gibbs, Young, Anderson...
0: I think if Caleb goes to USC, like I just, I think he's like a virtual lock for the Heisman. I just can't see a world where he because doesn't
2: the win. Pac-12, yeah, no, which,
0: but absolutely, my next fearless prediction, and this just doesn't really have to do with as much with college football, but just football in general. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be the first overall pick in the twenty twenty three NFL I Draft. It. I love it. I was watching Bryce Young. Bryce Young is a phenomenal player. Has mm-hmm. maybe the best field vision I've seen in a while. Has a great. He has a good arm. But I think Anthony Richardson has some physical traits that Bryce Young and CJ Stroud do not have. Mm-hmm. And if he develops the right way this year, if they get a good offensive line in front of him, get him another receiver, maybe a guy like Marcus Burke breaks out. I'm not saying Florida will be so great, but this year is all, gonna be all about Anthony. And I could see a world where an NFL scout falls in love with this guy.
1: I could see it as well. Cause I think that there's sometimes, Bryce Young makes a lot of wild plays and he makes consistently impressive plays. But there are some things that Anthony has done and can do that doesn't seem humanly possible. His combination of size, speed, agility, athleticism, I've never in my life seen anything like it. He just has to put it together Mm -hmm. from a quarterback standpoint. If he could play this, like if he could master the offense, not obviously it's a different offense, but master the offense the way Kyle Trask mastered the offense in 2020, then he will be the first overall pick in the draft. That's what has to happen. He has to be has to be cerebral, as good as an NFL quarterback to be at that level. Talent-wise, I think that he has that talent level, although I just think Bryce Young is a more polished prospect, and I think that he certainly is able to read defenses a lot better than Anthony is at this stage of his career. Obviously, he's had a lot more. Mahomes. Play, a lot Mahomes bigger.
0: says he didn't learn how to read defenses till his third year in the NFL.
1: Which isn't. Which doesn't make any sense, and it's just unbelievable. I, I don't know how much of that I believe. But I don't know. And I oh, honestly, yeah. I, I think in rea- I think when it comes to just the reason why Mahomes really is as good as he is, is not just because of his athleticism, and not just because of his throw power. It's his accuracy. He is extraordinarily accurate, and that's the difference. I don't know if Anthony is close to that level. And that's yeah. my biggest worry for Anthony is probably accuracy. That that, that would make sense. And so that's mm-hmm. – and Bryce Young, too. And that's why Bryce Young, again, accuracy. He wasn't great in the championship game, but he made good plays. He made big plays in big moments, although in the end, the last drive needed a big drive. And it was clear he was just missing his top guys and missing his top receivers. And that's the reality. Next year, he'll build the connection with guys like a Hodge, and Corey Brooks. And the rest of their young receivers that just were not ready for that moment in the championship game. And I'm sure he's going to have another tremendous year.
0: I don't mean to jump you here, Big Will, but I'm just going to squeeze in one last fearless prediction because I do have to go in a minute. Mm. But I'm going to say it. I think Oklahoma is going to win the Big 12 next year. I'm all in on Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. I can see it. I can see it. Unless they're in the SEC, I think Oklahoma is going to win the Big 12. I think they're going to play with a chip on their shoulders. I think Brett Venables was the best hire they could have made given their situation.
2: Especially I, when you, if you're in a factor. And if you're losing a guy high like high Caleb down.
0: Williams, the best guy you could go get is a guy like Dylan Gabriel, who is an experienced quarterback, a guy mm-hmm. who's thrown for 4,000-plus yards, a guy who's thrown for 30-plus touchdowns. I mean, if you remember t- two seasons ago, he was behind Kyle, right behind Kyle Trask. He was, at, I mean, given it was at UCF, but like he was yeah. on par with Kyle Trask number-wise. This guy is phenomenal. He had got off to a great start at the beginning of this season. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to have a really strong season in Oakland.
2: Yeah, and he's reuniting with his uh, the O coordinator who recruited him, Jeff Lebby.
0: Oh yeah, that too. You can't sleep on
2: Jeff from the Art Briles School of Passing Games
0: and keeping things quiet. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I think I, I mean look, they for the first time in forever, at least
0: since our lifetimes, they're gonna have a defensive minded coach, and that's that's pretty. Cool. Yeah, and it's interesting because Stoops if, was a defensive minded coach. People forget Stoops was the defensive coordinator for the Florida Gators. I do. Right, forget.
2: Oklahoma's identity historically has been you know tough. They were they were they were from the Big Eight, you know, which was all about you know running so running the ball, Smash
0: Mouth football team, run the run the damn ball. But then all of a sudden Josh Heupel rolls along and he wins them a national championship. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought they were going to Lincoln
2: win. Riley's soft in the program.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's the well, one.
2: that's how they're spinning it now yeah, yeah. on their on their message boards and
1: I did not know. That Bob Stoops played defensive back.
0: Didn't know that. You didn't For... know that
1: Bob Stoops was like a defensive mining guy? No, I didn't. I didn't know that he was a
0: defensive back. He was honest. the coordinator well, because here. Because that's why. at Florida, like we really like. By the time, obviously, we've always right, yeah, watched. Was, obviously, we've always watched right. college football. Yeah. But by the time we were like really getting into it, like they were an insane. He was on his way out. They were an insane offense. They had exactly. Trevor Knight going into Baker. Then I wouldn't pay attention to to, to Oklahoma football until 2011, 2012. Well, right, yeah, but but when they had
1: yeah.
2: Sam Bradford, then eventually Landry Jones. And they right, were, even by 2008, when we were seven years old, eight years old, it was Sam Bradford. It was Sam Bradford right. So yeah. All right, guys. I gotta go.
0: Good luck with the rest. Alrighty. of this. Good luck with Steve's show. Well, yeah. If yeah. You're, I will be producing sports scene with Steve Russell right now. So
2: call in. I'm gonna go hear call some in. angry callers. Uh, you've only made I think one so far. I think it's your turn. Yes, okay, I think it's your so turn.
1: I'll go in for my second. And my second is it's it's a convoluted one, and I I'm not that confident, but it is a, it is a bold prediction. So you mentioned this before we before the podcast. Jackson Dart.
2: Yes. I say he yes. goes to
1: Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And I say he wins the starting job with and with Lane Kiffin. I think in year was this year, year, three or year two? Ye- so year
2: two, right? Well, it will be three. Okay, if for you're Lane. entering year three, yeah.
1: I think Ole Miss wins eleven games. Oh, it was eleven and one with their lone loss Texas A and M. And I don't know if they get in, but they're right there at the border, the four five yeah.
2: line. Yeah, I, I, I kind of they don't
1: yeah. win the SC West. Their lone loss, so they beat.
2: Which the is ASU. actually better because not winning your division, going 11 1, not winning that division, avoiding right. exactly. avoiding, avoiding having Georgia. to play in the SEC title game, exactly. avoiding Florida, avoiding not South yet. Carolina, <laughs> so
1: avoiding. <laughs> <laughs> you got to avoid Tucker and Spencer Rattler, But no, I, I, I think Ole Miss is just, they're just going to yeah. be. They've got a tough schedule. I looked through it. I made the prediction before I saw their schedule, I didn't want to back out on it. Because I think I just love I just love Ole Miss and I like to root for them. But with Zach Evans, they're gonna have a running game. And with um, who's their DC gonna be? Have they
2: hired one yet? Ye- I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The, that's oh, I guess only wordy because DJ Durkin is awesome and then he's terrible gonna, human.
2: Good yeah, defensive good coordinator,
1: defensive minded guy, and he's gonna do a great <laughs> job at a And M. And that's why it's not a prediction. I'm not adding my own prediction. Sociopath. But I do think a And
2: M wins the West. Okay, that's a good one. Um. Let's rattle off. I had go so off. you had a kind of a similar one to me, but a, a little a little tweaked. I said Caleb Williams and Jackson Dart. You know the two top transfer quarterbacks to cycle, in my opinion, both win ten plus games. So Caleb at okay. USC, their roster is not you know the there yet, the, there yet. But Caleb Williams, I think, is gonna just be such a different level of athlete. You know, playing. Um, Out in the Pac-12, that it's not going to matter, you know, the other deficiencies they have on other parts of the team. I think, I don't know about win the Pac-12, but I think they get to 10 wins. And then Jackson Dart is maybe the biggest transfer domino that has yet to fall. Right. If we're assuming Caleb, Caleb but we already know. But because, again, Ole Miss. uh, Oh, oh, Sam's back.
0: Oh, Won't back down Nation. We're back. We're back. The Billy Press Conference is still going on. I got like okay. 10 more
2: minutes. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about Jackson Dart being, you know, the, probably the biggest domino that has yet to fall.
0: Yeah, that's shit. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, because
2: you know, like Big Will said, if he goes to Ole Miss, boom, plug and play. Yeah. Um Notre Dame's another school where I could see, you know, pursuing a transfer quarterback, because if you look at the, the names that they have, there is Who's their I, backup? Tyler Buckner. Uh, you know, yeah. He's fast. Eh. He's fast. Yeah, yeah. When they plugged him in, he, he, you know, he was good running ball. And then West Virginia was another um, possibility that you know came to my mind because Neil Brown went out and made a pretty good offensive coordinator hire, getting Graham Harrell from USC. Mm, mm. And so, you know, maybe if Dart goes to, and, and follows them out there. Can, I mean, they could challenge for the Big 12 because they've got it on defense. It's going to be a wide open conference. I mean, that is. And college football is more fun when West Virginia is slinging the rock around, can you, you
1: know? Imagine telling your wife, pick up, let's pack the bags. We're going from Los Angeles to Morgantown, West Virginia. Well, it wasn't. What
0: an, an upgrade! Morgantown, West Virginia is the greatest city on the planet. I didn't say it was a bad thing, I just.
2: Almost but having. uh yeah Jackson Where's Dart and Caleb deal? Williams both and then another quick one, the top five recruiting classes at the end of uh not not this cycle, but the next one, the twenty twenty three cycle. Four SEC teams and USC.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair assessment. I think USC is gonna make the playoff next year. If they because they're gonna get Caleb
2: and We were Mario talking about Caleb wins. winning ten, maybe winning the Heisman. They could honestly screw it, they could make the playoff because why can't they? I the Pac twelve is so weak. Right, exactly. Like their only thing standing in their
0: way was potentially a guy like Dylan Gabriel at UCLA, but, but hey, now he's gone. Now he's gone. At least
1: UCLA's quarterback.
2: UCLA's quarterback, DTR quarterback? DTR is DTR, DTR, DTR is back. If, he came oh, if, back. Okay, there it is. Uh, DTR
1: is back. Okay. Fifth so year DTR. It'll so be the same team they were last year. And Oregon's definitely gonna change. have a drop off. Oregon
2: Oregon is going to get whopped week one by yeah. Georgia. Oh, <laughs> the Dan oh. Landing Bowl. Oh. They're gonna get no. destroyed. Oh, so they will not. Though. No, no. Right.
1: Let's be honest here. The actual game of the week for week one is Utah Florida. I mean, there's yeah, so so that's many gonna so be many stories. I don't
0: know what's going to happen in that game. Like, we're not supposed to win that game, but I think that's going to probably be like Utah the best. Gonna I think that's going to be the best atmosphere at least pregame. That I will see in the Swamp in my going to be
1: coming in here, ranking the top 10. Exactly. Top 10. There's so many
0: different things. It's going to be potentially Anthony's first start at home. the Swamp? Billy's first game. A top 10 team at the Swamp. It's going to be a night game.
1: Clap it up for Scott Strickland. Dude, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. What a
0: Scottie (laughs) boy. I'm excited for that. But but uh, then the rest of our schedule is just brutal, dude. we got to go to College Station. It's tough. For the second time in three years. Should we go? As um, a podcast, yeah, I've actually had some. I think talks if we're going to do one away game, I'm, I've actually I'm had some discussions about Knoxville with. Some I was going to say Nealand. I mean, uh, do to make some trips next I think Nealand would I think be I cool. One. I don't know about because we're going to Nashville for Vanderbilt. Right. Of course, we got go to go. At,
1: at least from a personal standpoint, I am going to be working again for the UAA this spring, summer, and again in the fall. And I plan on working pretty much all the home games. So my goal is to. Be able to work some road games. So, so you just
0: chalking the tailgates next year? Yeah. Who
1: we'll,
2: needs them? We'll miss yeah. you. Yeah. It's it's. You it's, can only you can I'll only. only I've accepted that. So you know the it's, You can it's only do it so we'll many times. We'll go out with a bang. We it, gotta go, it, it, we'll go, go, go out, out with a bang. bang. It's, just, it's just the reality.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it gets a little. old after. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. And I think The worst part
1: about not going to tailgates is not going is the idea. is FOMO, just missing out. But other than that, they're they're missable. They're missable. I yeah. think there's, there's more opportunity there to not go. And that's some, that's well, possible. no, but, there's
0: so much more opportunity there. And the fact, that it, the fact of the matter is, if you want to work in sports, you have to at least work in the media or work with these sports teams that are on our campus. like right. at, mm-hmm. at least once in your four years. Like right. You have to. Like If you don't have something like that on your resume, and you go to the University of Florida that has one of the biggest athletic programs in the country, and you don't make any effort to work with the teams or at least work in the media surrounding the ESP teams, at school, Gainesville, yeah. Who, who's going to fucking hire you? Like, that shows that you don't even care enough to accept the resources around you.
2: Like Yeah. Uh, it's very true.
0: Not everyone could start a gr- the greatest podcast known to mankind and record at Weimar Hall across from the most beautiful stadium
2: on planet Earth. That in that beautiful stadium, the Utah Florida game like you said the best week 1 game. That game is going to send a message to the rest of the country. Fans, athletic directors, Stop these neutral site non-conference games. Abolish them. Abolish them. The swamp
0: is going to be bouncing.
2: Like, Why is Georgia make... and Oregon not doing a home-and-home?
0: And, home? and the night game will make Because I oh. I will bet $100 right now that it will be a night game. Yes. I will yes. bet $100 that it will be a night game. Is this going to be an ABC sh-
1: type of deal? No, I don't, I don't know about ESPN. ABC. ESPN, yeah. ESPN, I think ESPN and Joe
0: Tess. Yeah, that's what ESPN I'm saying. ESPN 7:30 Joe Task Tour. I like. Yeah. that it's a good call. Good night call. for the atmosphere. Night we'll, will be probably great. be Alabama.
2: Alabama. No, no, no. Alabama plays Texas.
0: Ohio State plays Notre Dame. Ohio it'll State Notre Dame will, of,
2: will get the primetime It'll be the ABC cur- curb streak game. Yeah. What
0: about
1: to get the noon game?
0: Alabama, oh, Oregon,
1: Alabama,
2: right. Texas Georgia might be Oregon. the 3:30.
0: What if they move this to like the Monday night game? That would be crazy. Oh, oh this screams of the Labor Day.
1: Oh, right. wow.
2: Labor Day. We game. will be. We, that oh, that can will so be.
0: I
1: see that. Yeah, you make a great Holy point. Holy tit. Go wow. On. That would be unbelievable. Because then, okay, with, there's great things about that. Because then you can actually enjoy the entirety of the Saturday. Exactly. That's the worst part wow. of Saturday. the
0: worst part of having home games. Exactly. As great as they are. Like, oh, that's kind of why, what's going on yeah. yeah. games. That's why
2: I'm over the whole tailgate thing. Uh, it's because not even. I want to watch the other games.
0: The tailgates are fun because it's just like a big party. But like. If it's a shitty game at the Swamp, like, I'm over just, like, sitting in the heat. Like, I want to go watch the other games. Right. I want to go, like, I have no need to watch this in a slugfest versus, like, Vanderbilt
1: yeah. anymore. Okay, now, well, I, 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 well, yeah, we're talking about this, but I do have one more bowl prediction. Have you
2: guys done we get it? we got a I couple more. Play? I was going to say that, you know, this game probably will be a night game, and the atmosphere will be incredible. Right. However, if it's at 330, guaranteed Florida win. At least 10 Utah players just drop. Drop, like, oh, like heat exhaustion, be, I heat stroke. I yeah. hope has,
0: like, the worst game of his life. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why. I, I genuinely
2: I just, think that, that uh, the 330 like like in Momo. the swamp.
0: <laughs> I've heard some things. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't
2: know. know. The heat would be too much for him.
0: He should have come back.
2: He should have come back. Yeah, well, a quick bold prediction. I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, but I, ha- I had uh, written down earlier Mahmoud Diabate misses five-plus tackles in the swamp week one, but tries to stay back for Florida's victory meal. Yeah, he
0: wants some of that USDA oh, prime-cut be... ribeye, some of our salmon, some of our shrimp cocktail. Head back to the new facility. Yeah, new new go back to a few rounds. Yeah. Pull a George Costanza. Quit. To fucking Utah. I never, I never quit. What, what, what is Who Kyle, quit? What? what? What is Kyle Whittingham feeding, feeding you? Raisin brand? Yeah. Like, no. This is Billy Napier's house now. Oh, man, this is... this. I love the direction of this program. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited I, again, I'm excited I've been saying that. hashtag UFFuture. I've been saying it so U much, but future. I don't... Is it UFuture? I, like UF? refu- yeah, I, <laughs> I refuse to say, like, oh, like, Billy's going to put us in the right direction. Like Billy ha- Like, Billy is going to win us this and this. I refuse to say that anymore because I said this on the podcast last week. We are on our fourth coach in the past 10 years. I think... He's getting us in the right direction. I like what he's doing, but am I going to declare lies about it? No, I can't do that anymore. I've put my personal reputation on it too much. Fair. Uh, the lies about McElwain, where's <laughs> where I draw the line?
2: The, after the Ole Miss win,
0: yeah, that was, oh the my lies Lord. were. Lord, that, that was. I, I, you know, I, I thought. But who could blame us?
1: I thought about that game the other day, like just. <sighs> Unbelievable.
0: We thought we that was a long time ago. Team, now, man. man. That was like seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, you realize that was seven years ago?
1: It's unbelievable.
0: Oh my
2: god.
1: Like who would have told you? I mean, twenty after that game, that not only does Mac get fired in two years, but another head coach gets fired <laughs> three years later, and now here we are. Well, it's yep. four years later, but now here and here we are. The third head coach, and we're as hopeful
2: as excited and as believing as ever. Well, all we can hope is that and next season we get our fandom. version of that Ole Miss win. Right, exactly. In well, McIlwain's first year. I think, it has to be,
0: I think it has to be LSU. You ha- like, I think we might lose to Utah. I think we might, we're probably going to lose to A&M. We're definitely going to lose to Georgia. And we might lose to, like, a South Carolina and even, like, a Kentucky, even though those are all home games, but so we should. Like- but... Uh, the game we have to have, in my opinion, and I think the game that we're going to have our best performance all year because it's going to be personal for a certain man named William Napier, mm-hmm. LSU. Mm. You have to beat them.
1: I could see that, and I could believe that, and I could hope that. But it's just so interesting because, I mean, at least coming into last year, I was just like, we're used to the to the damn in ways. We're going to blow one game. You're not going to. You're going to maybe. It's just like, it's so, like, I could see how these games are going. You could just kind of get used to the way demo. I don't know what these what like we, is, we is don't Billy know. Is Billy going to have this? Is Billy going to be good in this game, but bad in that game? Is going to be like I'm just so excited to see right. the way that he coaches in certain games and just the difference from Dan Mullen. And just I'm excited. I'm just excited. I'm excited
0: to mean, it just I actually different. have to go again, so I'm just going to blurt out my abbreviated version of our five minute Dolphin segment. Okay. Um, Steven Ross is the worst owner in football. Flores shouldn't have been fired, but after reading through it. I think there were valid reasons to fire him. However, I have zero faith that the duo, actually the trinumerative of Stephen Ross, Tom Garfinkel, and Chris Greer will hire the right guy. Personally, I want it to be Mike McDaniel or Kellen Moore or Brian Dable. I don't want Tua anymore. We've vocalized that. But I think if we get a guy like Dable, we might be stuck with Tua for another year. (laughs) But whatever. I'm sure Big Will could go on about this on and on. So, yeah. I'll see you guys next week. Okay, so all, right. all right.
1: Thanks for thanks, for, thanks I'm, for, I'm glad. glad I was
0: able to come back. Thank thanks for you, dropping man. back in. Yeah, yeah it of was course. good to have you.
2: Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy the calls. Enjoy the calls. Thanks for all dropping
1: right. in. Um, I'm gonna. I'm
2: do gonna, you have another fearless?
1: Well, yeah, I I, I want I, I do want to end it again with some more dolphin stock because I do have thoughts, but my I'm gonna go with one more fearless okay. prediction. Okay. Miami wins the ACC.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: Ty that's I, TVD
2: I, I, is very good. Yeah,
1: it's just that and I think They Mahari have to play
2: Clemson to. in the regular season. I don't, I don't And Clemson I don't like has
1: That scared of Clemson?
2: No, but the last couple times where, Clemson on, and Miami have I think it's at game? Clemson.
1: Okay, that, that that's where it's like. But Cle- I think, they I return think, a lot of their defense. Here's, here's what I think. I really think that Miami they're going to lose that game. They're going to fight hard. Give their fans some hope. Which look, I hope I'm wrong. I don't. I do not like Miami. I'll believe I
2: just, it when I see it with Miami because every time that they've been on the same field with Clemson in the last decade, it's been like fighters from different weight classes. Clemson has obliterated them. It's fair every time.
1: I could see them losing in the regular season, yeah, and then beating them in the in the conference championship.
2: You're really banking on TVD then, because yeah. I don't think either of us really necessarily have that much faith in crystal Ball as an in-game coach right? nor the staff that he's bringing none of the names well, aside from a recruiting perspective yeah, really so, impressed me that okay. much you know I don't I really think this could be the Randy Shannon era 2.0 at Miami when he was just recruiting all these big name players and then I hope so but okay yeah, that's a fun bold prediction we'll see what happens I'm sure you're not the only one who has it TVD he's I a just, great quarterback I just, yeah I just
1: think he's really good That's those are my thoughts which aren't um, which aren't many.
2: Alright, my turn. Yeah. I guess I'll on. do my Florida one. Uh Florida has its best offensive line since Urban Meyer was here and leads the SEC in rushing.
1: Leads the SEC in rushing. I I mean
2: We're gonna run it. the rock next year.
1: Yeah, I know I agree. We're gonna be a running football team. In large part
2: because we just don't have bodies at wide receiver. What's
1: this was so interesting is we were one of the best rushing teams in the country to start at least for the first eight, seven or eight games of the year this season. Yes, but the difference was that it was like it was almost it was fifty percent running quarterbacks, and it was just like the running offense just didn't feel right. It's going to be a different type of ground to pound next year. It's
2: going to be like well, Anthony Richardson is a much more gifted runner than Emory.
1: Well, it's hundred percent, but it's. It was very, like, read option-based. Right. Even if
2: Jack Miller had to take snaps, I still think we have an effective rushing offense next season. Exactly. Because I think think it's going to be
1: a little more under center type rushing.
2: Maybe. But, you know, point being, we did have one of the best rushing offenses in the country to start the season. Right. And I think because of how the season ended, you know, John Hevesy, Dan Mullen completely checking out. People forget you know, the kind of talent that we have already on the offensive line. Right. That's before, hopefully, we add this Ethan transfer. Um, Osiris Torrance, who was the best offensive lineman in the Sun Belt. Right. Gouraj coming back to play left tackle. Gourage. Garage. Gourage? Uh, garage. It's just garage. It feels wrong pronouncing it that way because it's yeah, like yeah. garage, but okay. Yeah. Richard Garage. Ethan it's White, Gourage. all SEC kind of player at left left guard. He's so good. Kingsley showed a ton. Yeah, Kingsley's sp- first fee- five games. I was amazed at how
1: he was play, control. just second level blocking. Kingsley, I, I yeah, he, if he takes yeah. another step, he could be a really, really good starting center. Yeah. Really good. And then
2: I think we're getting, I, I really think we're going to get Torrance and, yes. you know, immediate, you know, all conference kind of guy at right guard. Right. Josh Braun, Braun right has tackle. shown a ton. Uh, that's five guys who could be playing on Sunday one day.
1: You're right. You're right. No, I, yeah I, I actually, I like that prediction a lot. I don't know about leading. Cause I just think Bama is just gonna.
2: Yeah, but they have Bryce Young. And they have wide receivers. Right. So y- you think about like.
1: No, think I'm. Bama, I'm predicting. I, I I think Nick is gonna switch to a run first offense next year. Their receivers aren't as good as they were in years past. They're, it's gonna be the worst receiving group they'll have. Mm. They would have had. Disagree. Disagree. Really? I disagree. All right. So, they're okay, so, so talented. So they're I like, I just so, think with so it off. So John memory. Corey Brooks, Ajay Hall, go through them. They're receivers, a,
2: a Jai Hall, Jaquori Brooks, um, JoJo Earl—they're they're, they're all very talented. I'm a I very just, big believer in a Jai Hall, especially. They're
1: very young. I know you are. And he he looked a little on He was. He, yeah, but he
2: made some plays. You're too. right. You're right.
1: And I think I just don't think they're. I think they're going to be a, with McClellan, with Jameer Gibbs, and Bryce Young's dual threat ability. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a, a heavier run team. So I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle between Florida. and and it won't matter because they're going
2: to go 15-0 no matter correct. what kind of plays they decide correct. to call <laughs> next correct. season. They're going to
1: be unbelievable next year. Yeah. They're such a young team when they're already there. And Georgia, too. I mean, Georgia had a bunch of freshmen make a big make some big plays in that championship game as well. So they're also a young team that still has more talent to spare. Georgia and Bama,
2: they're not going anywhere. Ohio State's not going anywhere. Georgia takes a little step back next season.
1: Um, I mean,
2: well, who's their they do? They, they lose every starter from the defense. That's true. But And I, who's no. going to play quarterback?
1: Keely Ringo's still here. Who's going to be a quarterback? Quarterback, I mean JT. I guess Stetson against uh, Stetson just oh, title. Stetson can he life. should
2: leave. He should leave. <laughs> I forgot. <that> <laughs> he should leave right now. He just. Did. Yeah, yeah. What else? Do you open, open, open a, open a sports bar. Yeah, yeah. Just, what you else? You've, yeah. You've, you've,
1: you've, your life is good. You've
2: I, he through. has another yeah. year of eligibility, and he shouldn't use it.
1: I agree entirely. <laughs> what? There's. I mean, what else can you do? Like, win another one? Like, no, no, no. You're not going to. You won't win he another win. one. No, no. The, the, the defense is. Will never be as good as it was. That was the best defense I would ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah.
2: In my that's lifetime. fair. Yeah. Um, A couple like of those Bama ones were close. Close. The earlier saving years. The only years. one
1: that could, be, could have been better was probably, you know, 03, 098 Miami, whatever. One the, of those? the 01 Hurricanes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. 01 Just, Miami.
2: There you go. 01 Miami, 2011 Bama. Okay. Yeah. yeah fair that's enough. like it. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, and, the, and the, I think it was also 2011, the, the LSU team. Right. I think that was the same year when they had Peterson and, and Tyron Matthews. Yeah, Yeah,
1: the 9 6 game Bama mm-hmm. LSU. Right. Okay. Got it. Well, you know. We'll see what happens. I think the Florida Gators um, again got a big week in recruiting this weekend. Um, and Ohio I, State,
2: Bama, Natty. By the way, yeah, no, I, early I agree prediction.
1: With that. I agree with that. I, I, okay, so if I just pick a playoff off the top of my head, oh Lord, just just, just, <laughs> Lord. just, for, just, just because Ohio State one, Bama two. I don't know
2: about seeding yet. That
1: stuff. A and M three. Hmm. What do you think about this one? I don't, do I want to say Oklahoma. Maybe USC. Maybe I'm not going to pick a Big 12 maybe team. goes undefeated and wins the 12
2: The winner of the USC Utah game could.
1: Yeah. Maybe, so maybe I'll go like yeah, I'll go USC Utah. One of those
2: eh, not Pac- yet. I I don't feel comfortable picking Utah. Well, I don't either, but it's could like very well beat them week one. It's
0: January.
1: So like I don't know yet. I have to I, I hate this cuz it. it's too early. It's
2: just too You dragged me into a playoff prediction now. Yeah. Ohio State and Bama, I'm, um, like, Locked certain. Locked, yeah. Never been so sure. I,
1: I, they can't not. C.J. Stroud is just, he's going to be unbelievable next year. And oh. I have an obsession with Jackson Smith and Jacob. I can't remember the last time I liked the receiver this much.
2: Yeah. I, like, I, I don't feel good picking USC, but I also, like, my brain just cannot picture anyone stopping Caleb Williams in the Pac-12 oh, next year.
1: Lincoln, they're going to be, that's awesome. I, I, yeah. I, I look forward to watching USC for the next few years. I think they're a playoff team, but I want to finish it off with just, just some thoughts on the Dolphins. Just first of all, Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's freaking out a little too much. He look, he went nine and eight this year. Here's my thinking. Obviously, the Dolphins finished eight and one. Yeah. But did they really do anything impressive <laughs> in those last nine games? Like, I'm a biased fan, and I was like, "Oh, we're so good. We won seven games." They really do anything that impressive. I was probably most impressed with the Saints game where they won twenty to three, but the offense was horrible in that game. Yeah, the the you can I cannot stress enough how bad the offenses were consistently throughout Brian Flores' tenure. And the best year of the offense was twenty nineteen when we had the worst <laughs> team. And Brian Flores, for whatever reason, fired Chad O'Shea. All you
2: had to do was just start Rose Never game, and we'd have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase right now. Uh, that. That's an indictment.
1: All you have to do is just draft Justin Herbert. There's that, too. But, like, there's so many things yep, that, yep, that, that I
2: mean, you can
1: look at and just big decisions that were made wrong. I'm surprised they kept Chris Greer, but at the same time, I'm not – I don't want to – I can't judge that. I, I personally cannot judge that because Chris Greer strikes me as somebody that doesn't want to – that would side with the head coach. And I know Brian Flores had very strong thoughts on a lot of players. Yeah, and so I don't. You Certainly. don't know free agency and the draft how much say Flores had over Greer, and I think that it was pretty much split. And a lot of those decisions were actually Flores's and not Greer's. We don't know which one was which, so I can't fully put the blame on Greer. Personally, I would have liked to if one's gone, so should the other one, because Greer brought Flores and Greer agreed with Flores or made decisions with Flores. But I still think Greer is a good overall. He's a he's a good asset. He's a good team builder, if that makes sense. He's he's good at creating assets and using. I think with cap space, he's mm-hmm. good as well. And he's he's look at the end of the day, the just Dolphins show team me are show me you can build an team. offensive line.
2: That's before the we talk.
1: Worry hundred percent. Building offensive line, but regardless, the Dolphins are a talented team, a pretty talented team. Which is the first time defense. we could
2: probably say that since what twenty sixteen.
1: They weren't even that talented that year. That was a weird, fluky year. They won other games in weird, fluky ways. I mean, was that team even talented? I went through it. The O-line was Ford, good. That was the thing. J.J. J.J. who had a great year. But really, the, the team—the reason why that team was good was the offense line. And they yeah. could run the football. And mm-hmm. that was it. But the receiver, I mean, Devontae Parker, when he was healthy. Kenny Stills was fine. Brandon Gibson. I mean, it was just, well, I don't even know if Brandon Gibson was still on the team back then. But, oh, I guess he had Jarvis Landry, which was really the sure. big. yeah the big ticket player on offense but it was like you know it was probably yeah, it was probably the last thing this team was truly talented but the dolphins are set to start this free agency with more cap space in the entire NFL mm-hmm. and that's a credit to Chris Greer whether you like it or not that's a credit to Chris Greer where we're not the least we're not the least talented team in the NFL we're far from it we are well in the middle of the pack at least and as far as talent is concerned and we have the ability to basically sign whomever we want that gets me excited, and second of all, if I had my choice, mm-hmm. I'm gonna choose Mike McDaniel because I think that he is an utter genius. He is a genius, and I just I've seen geniuses not work out. <laughs> I Adam Gase, but I've seen I just I mean I guess Sean is a genius.
2: You want to talk the anti Brian Flores, exactly. Mike McDaniel,
1: exactly. I, mean, I want the exact. We opposite. hired
2: kind of the anti Dan Mullen and Billy Napier, and so if if the Dolphins wanted to right. make a similar move, right.
1: right. And I just I'm just imagining if if we could just. Just sign offensive... I don't want to draft <laughs> offensive lineman besides... If it, because if, they're if so if the hard to develop. Not, exactly. If your name is not Terrell Linderbaum, I don't want you in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I, if you're an offensive lineman that was good... I mean, I tra- I mean, Linderbaum tra- mean, is a free agent, but he's going to be expensive. Terren Armstead. Brandon, I, if we Toronto could... Oh, is, my, oh yeah. I would love Taron Armstead. And you've got Brandon Sheriff is supposed to be a free agent as well. They just fra- franchise-tagged him, I think, two years in a row. I would love uh, Brandon Sheriff. But... What Mike McDaniel can do with this running game, get this man a running back and just look, look at Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is literally the most versatile best player in the NFL. He might be the best player in the NFL. He's <laughs> unbelievable. This the guy, ways
2: that he would use Jalen Jayle Waddle. Jalen Waddle oh my Jaylen God. will become, yeah.
1: And that's what I want to see. I want to see an exciting offense. I am just, I'm so tired. It just, the inability to hire an offensive staff was just, it was pitiful and I, believe, I heard that Brian Flores was not prepared to make any offensive changes despite the dismal year offensively, mm-hmm. well, I'm probably, probably aside from quarterback. And then I heard also that a lot of coaches, specifically offensive coaches, were relieved to hear that, f- that Flores
2: was – fired
1: so there's a lot of you know i, I, I to bet you. that's
2: true and you, d- you didn't see too many tweets from offensive players about the whole situ- about the fire no, they weren't
1: mad at all because <laughs> that now they're going to get respect now they're going to get looks like mm-hmm. the, the offense was just take they were just taking a back seat for the defense and there's still talent on this defense where you can get a solid dc or even i would love if we kept keep josh boyer and keep that same Sort of defensive mindset. I don't know if I, mean, I think
2: any, any kind of holdovers from the defensive staff would be oh, a good
1: thing, would be great, absolutely. But just completely revamp that offense and the offensive staff. And I wouldn't mind, I would love. I mean, because look, Mike McDaniel right now, he does not call plays.
2: Maybe well, he would. Want, I was forgetting, he he like he planned right for the so, 49ers, he he you know, he game plans, he picks what of, plays will go on certain, certain drives. It's Joe Philbin Row.
1: It's what it is. Yeah. it's the Joe Philbin Rowan role in Green Bay in 2011 before the Dolphins hired him, but he's, Mike McDaniel is not Joe Philbin. Obviously, he's a young, bright, brilliant person. I would love if we could get like a Dan Quinn and then get Mike McDaniel. That's the only way I like Dan Quinn is if is if Mike McDaniel. I don't know what Mike McDaniel's deals if he wants to come and be the full OC guy and just running the entire entire offense. Or what I would love. Which would be weird and cool, and I don't know if that would work, and I, I get we just had two co-OCs. What if you had, like, yeah. two co-head coaches? It's not is that impossible? <laughs> is that impossible? Like, what if you said, like, Vance I don't see Joseph why not. I don't see why not. Mike McDaniel run the offense.
2: He's maybe, having the like, time Vance. of his life. I
1: could see Vance, but I could definitely see the Dolphins hiring Vance. Unfortunately, I don't want <laughs> Vance Joseph, but again, if you get Vance Joseph and then you hire Mike McDaniel as well, I'm okay with that. But that's the only <laughs> way, way I am. Um, In a also, perfect Colin world, Moore, I guess. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of exciting. He's kind of cool, but he's working with so much. Like he's not like the Cowboys' offense. He's is working just, with so much talent. They have so much. talent. It's like
2: talent. Dan Mullen when he had Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Tony. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Sure, he's an offensive genius. But
1: look at sure. all. Look, at, I mean, who wouldn't be? I, <laughs> I, could figure, I could probably run a pretty good offense with <laughs> that team. So I yeah. mean, no, he's. I'm sure he's a, also a bright mind. But yeah, Sam makes a great point. The reality is, is that Stephen Ross is a terrible owner, and when he's making football decisions. Is when I'm worried, and that's why I thought this could really be it, because he hired Chris Greer and let him make all the decisions, and and at the end of the day, Chris Greer is still here, and it has not worked out, but I'm a Dolphins fan, and all I know to do is to hope. So I will. Fin's up. Fin's up. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. The
2: Mike McDaniel went to Yale. Yes, he did. Went to Yale. Went to
1: Yale, and he's brilliant. Bulldog. And he doesn't bulldog. eat vegetables either. Wow,
2: wow, wow. He doesn't eat vegetables.
1: Eli, yeah, which is surprising for a guy with How do you Yale.
2: know the, the Yale fight song? Uh, it's not the fight song. I don't know what it is. Is it the fight song? It sounded like you were saying some kind of so Yale fight song. I, I don't know. what I
1: saying was um, from the show, a 1920 show called Anything Goes. It was a production okay. by Cole Porter, and a lot of the core uh, characters uh, were graduates from Yale, including ah. myself, the character I played. Um, Bill Whitney.
2: You have a theater past? Oh, 100%. I what? Was in, I was in shows for big, my entire big, life. Big theater? Wow. Big
1: theater, yeah. I was. I started going. I started being in plays when I was about seven or eight years old.
2: Listeners, all I'm way, learning this at the same time was, that you are. Yes, I, I didn't know All
1: that. the way until uh, senior year of high school. And this was my huh. senior year play. It was called Anything Goes. I was Bill Whitney. Bulldog. Bulldog. Bow wow wow. <laughs> it was great. Everyone loved it. It was a fun time. It was a Bet fun show. Did. I love acting and being in shows, and I love podcasting, so I look forward to our next edition of the Boat Won't Back Down podcast next week, when we might be hired, might be interviewing Ethan Weinstein. We'll see Sam. We'll be interviewing someone. We'll be interviewing someone. We'll have a guest. Guests are coming. Things are flowing. Fun is on its way on the Won't Back Down podcast, and hopefully fun's on its way as Dude, well. And who knows?
2: Maybe we'll both be playing for the Gators by the time the next podcast rolls I mean, 50 people? I don't think there's walk-ons. 50 people who would be better I'm than me. I'm
1: yeah. I mean, I think... I could find my I could find a role I can find a role in the team.
2: I'm I'm as gritty. A as yeah.
1: gritty. but gritty. I can see you as a as a linebacker. You got, you got a bit uh, of a linebacker build. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe outside. You know, star. Type I, of I was an all-star corner
2: once upon a time. You could play undersized role. The,
1: uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got a couple of couple of future Gators on the One Back Down podcast, and we will see you next time here from Weimer Hall. The College of Journalism and Communications, this is the Won't Back Down Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down Podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.